On the Wake Up Radio presents The Hour. You must remember, the enemy has only images and illusions behind which he hides his true motives. Destroy the image and it will break the enemy. The it that you refer to is a powerful weapon. What is the story we tell ourselves? Every story needs a beginning. Your imagined suffering makes you lifelike. Lifelike. But not alive. Pain only exists in the mind. It's always imagined. So what's the difference between my pain and yours? Between you and me? To find a solution to a problem is answer. You already know. Welcome, welcome, welcome to on the wake up radio.com. This is the hour with Cindy Ashby. And today, today, my friends, we have part three. Last week was part two behind the curtains with our very own special favorite. I call him Uncle Mike, but it's really for the rest of y'all. It's <laughs> exposing the skyline. Uh, you know what's what? up? I like, I like the Uncle Mike. I like it. I, lo- I, lo- I love it too. See, look at that. Coined it, phrased it, done, Uncle Mike. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, Cindy, if I may, um, I'd like to start by saying that we do not consent to any interference in our discussion and also that we rescind any and all contracts unknowingly or unwittingly entered into. Another magical evening. I do have a special visitor with me as well. Please, this would be my youngest. Please my bring youngest in the big son. dog. His name is Drew Dane. That's D-R-E-W-D-A-Y-N-E. He's my nine-year-old youngest son, and he is uh, excited to hang out with us tonight. You want to say hi, Drew Dane? Hello. Hello, dear. World, say hello to Drew. He's amazing for us, me, and you. Yes, he is. Awesome sauce. All right. So I got like the two for one today. Like amazing, super, um, duper. Um, I think we're going to, being that this is part three, but honestly, it really is like the the extension of the hour, like getting to know you, right? And your policies on like politics and how you feel. Anunnaki, Enlil, the powers that be, all those things. Um, I did want to start off because I think it would be so amazing, right? Now that we have a co-host, Drew. Drew, are you are you ready, Drew? Yes. Okay. I have my co-host. Thank you so much. Um, so we're gonna definitely do this thing called rapid fire. Yes, 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 yes. And I have a couple of questions, and you just kind of answer them. You guys ready? We are ready. We are. Okay. You have to pick one or whatever you come up with, but technically it's like one or two, but you you know, it's up to you. It's your world. Okay. TV or music? So what do you think, Trudy? Mu- music. I think music also. Music. Well, I mean, I, I suppose if it's, if it's TV in the sense of, like I can't watch my videos on Facebook or technically you know. wait TV. What you could just watch TV with music in it. Well, but what if we don't have 
know, no YouTube or nothing, so we hang out and we can listen to music. Oh, TV then. You sure you'd rather choose TV? Yes. Yeah. I think I'd rather go with music. I would think TV because YouTube. Yeah, but see, that kind of makes you like zombified. Like music would get you up and jump, up and jumping and dancing. Mm. Yeah, music. We're gonna say music. Okay, but you know, you guys would could have went with your own answers, right? Yeah, but we're kind of a team sometimes. Oh, okay, you know? your family yeah. feuding this. You guys if are I family. Your family yeah, feuding. Yeah, you can just listen to fitness music and then just get yourself dancing in fitness. That's right. All right. <laughs> You ready for the next one? Yes, yes. Choose one: meat or vegetables. Vegetables. Oh, I would have to. I would choose meat. I know you would probably choose peppers. Unless, unless we can get gourmet food with vegetables in it, if that counts. So now, Miss Cindy, are we asking if it's? We only get one. We only get to choose one. It's either meat or veggie. Oh, if it's. If it's that case, I would choose meat. But if we could get both in a like more meat category, I would choose that. 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 Okay, I'm I'm with you. But here's the thing, right? You could give any answer, really, right? Because this is your world. This is your debut. Remember, yeah. you're the co-host. Meat. You oh. can say a bag of candy Steak, for all I care. Chicken, hamburgers, hot dogs. Yeah. So you could say you could say everything. So you you demand. So you could be like, you know what, Miss Cindy, we're not going to limit it to just vegetables and meat. What else do you think we should have in in Drew Dane's world? I actually do have an imaginary world, actually. Yeah, is that the world where you want to shoot and eat bear and wolf? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to eat meat. Yep. I've never tried bear. I heard that it's delicious. Well, I mean, it's as long as it's harvested in the right way. I don't want to eat wolf. I want to eat deer. These wolves are cool. Yeah. Well, all of them are cool. Unless right? it's a, yeah, but we don't want it, them to get too popular. Well, we also don't want them to. We don't want them to suffer, and we don't want them to be scared. And when they're making the transition from this experience to the next, right? Yeah. I, so I love it. I love y'all. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So, well, Drew made a, a, a an answer, and so I guess that's the answer, right? That's the team. You guys can go it. with that, okay? And so. Yep. The next one is you can pick between holidays or birthdays. What if you don't have birthdays, you won't know how old you were. Well, that's but true. holidays. Wanna know why? Yeah. Because still on a holiday you can you um what happens if your birthday's on a holiday? Well you have and Halloween, Christmas. Well, I mean, that's the choice, right? I mean, do you want to... Holidays. You, so you take holidays? Yes, and, holidays. Well, that's probably because you get a lot more stuff at holidays than you do at Yeah, and birthday. Halloween. Well, if we were to only do one holiday, I would pick Halloween. Oh. Because Halloween, if you were to do ho only Halloween, you would get a bunch of candy. Yeah, that's true. And you could stockpile it. And you can 
run around in costume and you could interact with all the other ghosts and goblins and all the other trick-or-treaters. Yeah, like... You see uh, all the different costumes and you're like, oh, Dad, look, that's Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah, that was in the haunted house. Yeah. But see, you wouldn't have the haunted house either if we went yeah, to the birthday. That's what that's a really good attraction. So yeah, holidays. <laughs> okay. Holidays. Awesome sauce. Next and up also uh oh and go also ahead. Halloween songs. Yeah. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. That's a Christmas one. Oh oh, is it? Oh, all right. But wouldn't that be like the nightmare on? Yeah, the nightmare before Christmas. Yes. I was just singing that song. Were you? Because we're all psychic. Okay. We're all interconnected and psychic right now. <laughs> so now, were you doing the the boogeyman? No, that's spooky. That's the night before Christmas. Okay, do it again. Spooky, scary skeletons. Work with sh- said shivers down your spine. Is that the um, is that the boogeyman that sings that? No, that's that Jack, Jack Skeleton. Ske- yeah, Jack Skeleton. All right. So we'll have to we'll have he has to play a t- that. It's because he he's the one dancing. Ah, okay. All right. I'm all for and it. You, and you know, um, in the movie, how he makes the the um, s- um spider thing, you can actually do that in real life. Oh, okay. All right. I love it. Okay, next up, are you guys ready, co-host Drew? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Would you prefer to go out and eat or stay home and cook your own meal? Oh, I think we know that one. No. No. Uh, because if you go out and eat, but you you can get pizza. But if you stay home, you can make... No, we make our own pizza here. Yeah, but I don't really like homemade pizza that much. What? Bro. And it is nowhere as close as good as Hungry Howie's. Uh, no, you're right. We'll, so we'll give it to him on the pizza. But what about when we do the good cheese in our salad? Or like when you're making, you know, when you're making the perfect hamburger, you know, when you make the hot dogs. Oh. Remember your idea to make the hot dogs in the sauce? Yeah, I saw that on YouTube. Yeah, and you did the gourmet sauce, and then we do the taki chicken coating and the barbecue yeah, chips coating. Yeah, because, and... because everywhere else, they don't use the chips. They use the sauce. Right. So, at home cooking. At home cooking. I agree. <laughs> We're at home cookers, Miss Cindy. Alright. I'm coming oh. over, since y'all are home cookers. Uh, the next one is, yes. do you You're eat? You're free to come over. Thank you so much, co-host Drew. I'm about to ask you a next question and honestly this is not a team this is an individual all right favorite book oh favorite book my favorite book has to be the lost book of enki mine is owling at night owling yeah that book Oh, Owling at Night, the one that talks about all the owls. and uh, Yeah, the grandpa and the kid that go around looking for owl, and then, like, the next 20 pages, they found one. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a very slow book, but a really thin one. Yeah. I yeah. love those answers. Next up, favorite movie. Oh, man. There's so many to choose from. You already know mine. What is it? 
Um, how to train your dragon. Boom, boom, ba doom. Boom, boom, ba I think our favorite, and I mean, obviously, there's so many to choose from. Wait, can you have the same favorite movie? Well, because it's a favorite, it's kind of like individually. So, yeah. So, like, what would your absolute favorite be? Would you like to? Would you? Kung Fu Panda. How to Train Your Dragon? Well, How to Train Your Dragon was your first answer. Yeah, but I realized that basically the end gets boring, and there's more movies on that. Which we could barely ever watch at home. Yeah. And how did you train your dragon? The um, final one that we watched. My favorite part is when Hiccup's dad throws the chair at a dragon. Yeah. Yes. You like Hiccup's dad? Yes. Does he remind you of anybody? Yes. Two Who? people actually. Who? You and Uncle Jimmy. Me and Uncle Jimmy. It's because you're both tough and you have beards. Ah, but he has a bigger beard. But his beard is bigger. Yes. Well, he's a bigger man than I am. Yes. So he should have a bigger beard. And right? he's older? Yeah, a couple of years older. Yeah, I think he's like 54. I think so. I, we we always forget his name. Or there we how, go. His name is no, Uncle Jimmy. No, no, no. We always forget his age. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you send this episode to him. You might want to clear that you forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always know his name. I yeah. just misspoke. Uh, I love it. I love it. No, no, no. It's all. It, it's a little bit of nerve too, you know. Now the next question, which is kind of like interesting, because I know my co-host is like nine, and I don't know if he's into this because it's an individual answer. Favorite documentary. I don't even know what documentaries are. <laughs> well, my my favorite documentary would have to be, uh, well, actually, there's. I would have to say there's there's a couple of them. Um, one is. What's your absolute favorite in the whole world? Well, I think if I had to choose an absolute favorite, it would be like a, it would be like a one A and a one B, right? Wait, what's a documentary? A documentary is like a when they go and they they actually film and investigate a story, and it's like real life where they they. So that like go like when they're through the house and they're looking and like it's a true story that like the house is haunted. Yeah, sort of. But a lot of times, what you'll see on the videos is like they call it a reenactment. Oh, I, um, I don't. So I like the, the. There are some documentaries where, like, they explore like haunted houses. Yeah, or like a documentary might be something like um, if you watch something on uh, on PBS Kids that was like following uh, like a uh, animal in the wild, where they would do a show like that. Oh yeah, so, I know, I like the animal show ones. Yeah, for me that would have to be. Uh, from 9-11, from JFK to 9-11, Everything is a Rich Man's Trick. That was a really good one. It's really uh, uh, insightful into who who exactly was behind the Nazi regime. I mean, especially in today's day and age, because it's a, it's a documentary that discusses how, in order to understand how JFK 
happened. They go through the backstory and it explains how there was actually six riflemen. You know, there were six assassins. One of them was uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's dad. He was in on it. And uh, some other well-known hitmen and how H.W. Bush was in Dealey Plaza. And so they go through and it's it's done by a British company. And I can't remember his name, but it's uh, from JFK to 9-11. Everything is a rich man's trick. And then there's one more, and it's called uh, Fluoride, Poison on Tap. That one is really eye-opening as well as far as just exactly how fluoride was able to be institutionalized, you know, and put into the water system. As you say, they pull pull back the curtain so you can see how the government behaves and how some of these historical events are really nowhere even close to what people have been told you know right right oh my gosh you know when you're saying that uh i'm just thinking to myself because i want to jump in but my co-host is nine i want to cuss so we're gonna move on to the next one (laughs) (laughs) you know what i don't i don't hide any words from any of them i don't hide hide any from mine but you 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 know you can't really assume what other people's children right like absolutely no i fully understand yeah 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 it's not a radio show it's still bad if you cuss yeah yeah but this this is us we're uncensored free speech platform this is ours this is first amendment radio right here this is 1a stuff Oh, that stuff! Isn't it really okay. anything? It's like it's like flatulence. Like it's just like passing gas. It's just yep. oh, oh my god! Well, I I was gonna say I can breathe, oh, but not that yeah. passing gas. Yeah, <laughs> if you put it that way, you if yeah. you put it at that point, it it doesn't matter. Yeah, like you know, you I mean you gotta let one rip, you gotta let it rip, man. You can't keep it in. My grandmother used to say, "You cannot keep a fart in; you'll die." That's what my grandmother told me. Yeah, you'll blow up. Unless you let it out before you blow up. That's right. But would you that's, still blow up? That's the whole point. No, you gotta let you gotta let it go before you blow up. I know, but you still blow up if you let it out. No, that's the pressure relief. That's what we're talking about when you throw out a cuss word here or there. That's the pressure relief. The valve, I, the engine, the steam room. That's I, it. I, I, so here, everyone gets mad if I cuss. And I get bees, everyone gets mad at my cast. So I just won't cuss. Well, you know what? See, what I would prefer, instead of you just saying, oh, well, I'm just not going to cuss, what I would like you to do is to try to find a different word to express the same thing. Expand your vocabulary. Because you know what? If you can expand your vocabulary, then you can describe what you're thinking and paint a better picture for people. Right? And then... Oh, there's people- a on this guy. <laughs> I know that's not topic, but I just for a second it was just staying right in the sky. Yeah, it looked like it looked like a UFO, didn't it? It looked like it was just staying there, a regular plane, but flashing it just just hovering. Oh yeah, um, this is still off topic. There's this guy um that I watched. He actually saw a bird just was flying, just frozen. Oh, it just it just froze right in place yes. and just hovered there and didn't move. Yeah, like it's almost so, like somebody zapped it with a freeze ray. Or if like it's getting abducted, how that you can't move. Oh, it's like, in a tractor beam. Yeah, what happened? It, 
but it was just it was just it was frozen in place. It's suspended there, eh? Wow, that's kind of strange. Weapons <laughs> and bricks are robots, and they're just propellers. Just well, like you know, there's a lot of speculation that some of them are, and you know what they do when they land on the power lines right there? What? They're recharging. I know. Yep. Because they always land on the cuts, but they they never get electrocuted. And Isn't that strange? About that, guess what? What? They never move off, even if you act like all oh, the crow. All birds go away once they hear, ah! Yeah, sometimes. But guess what? But, they don't move. Nope. But wait a second. You know what I just imagined, right? Like What's pigeons that? are iPhones, and the wires are the dockets you stick the phone in to talk. <laughs> yeah, and these yeah. phones listen to us and record us no, and go back and send sorry. back messages to the other side. Hey, you know what? And and here's some more proof. There was this guy. He showed the he, he was the other video. He showed this video of thousands of pigeons just falling. One guy cut it and opened. It was a robot. Whoa! The government is fine. Well, they do have something that they call smart dust, which is nanotechnology that they, you know, like when, when we see the chemtrails that they're pumping, they're sending out the nanotechnology, which means that it, I think it's 100,000th of a meter is the size of it. So it can fit in the, in the mandibles of an ant. It can fit in the mandibles of a molecule. Yeah, well, the vaccine and the implants that they're putting in the vaccines they're the size of a piece of rice yeah guess what hmm. you know um if like half of um their half of the vaccine they have to throw away because they can't just keep it sitting there yeah because it has to be at a very specific temperature yeah yeah Yep. And if they put it in the freezer, it'll get too cold. If they put it on, like, if they heat it up, it'll get too hot. And if they just leave it there, the temperatures can still change on an instant. Like, someone could walk and move it and move a bunch of air. Makes you wonder, though, doesn't it? Why would they have to have it at such a very specific temperature? When it's going into your body and your body is way different temperature than... That, what they store it. That's at. what. It, that's why it is. It um, because your body's hotter than 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 how they store it. Okay. But, but what happens if it just gets burned off? And it still does not do anything. Well, it does. It does. Well, it does stuff, but it doesn't do what they say it does. What does? What do they say it does? Well, they say that it it alters it. It's they call it a messenger RNA, and RNA is right right ribonucleic acid which is what makes up the center of your molecules, your cells. And that's where the DNA has RNA in it, so the ribonucleic acid. And see, DNA is dioxyribonucleic acid. And so the messenger RNA in the vaccine, it alters the, the messages in the RNA. And so they say that it's supposed to give your body an automatic defense against the coronavirus. Yeah, like there are videos to like the it's the vaccine it makes all of your cells start beating it up. So once Corona gets in, they're already on the attack end. Mm-hmm. That's what they say it's supposed to do. Well, literally, um, I know one family that is chucking it and it did absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not really supposed to do anything. Really, what it's supposed to do is it. 
reactivates a lot of the latent viruses that are in your body. Yeah, because it basically acts like a virus, but isn't yeah. a virus. Well, see, the DNA is the code. That's like, you know, the code, like for when you're talking about coding in the computer and coding for video games. Yeah. And you're writing out certain, you're typing out certain sequences. Except with computers and AI, you, the, uh, basically words with them are zeros and ones. Yeah. Yeah, and so that binary code that they use, well, the programmer uses that code, and it tells the computer what to do. So the game that you play, that's what your DNA and your RNA is for your body. It tells your body what to do, how to make your, what eye color, how what color to make your hair, how tall you're going to be. And so that's like what if, the DNA Yeah, holds. like, oh, if I, if I had the exact same DNA as you, I would look like you. Mm-hmm. But I don't because I have a mixture of mom DNA. Correct. So I look a little like her, but I look a little like you. Yeah. And we and I can get the same emotions. Well, do you know an example of um, identical DNA? Do you know what an example of that would be? Uh, no. But I would basically look exactly like you, but younger. Well, what if we were twins? We would look, oh, yeah, yeah. because twins have the exact same DNA. Yep. And so that is the same set of codes. That's the same set of instructions for how your body develops and grows and what you grow So that's into. why I look like a mixture of Michael and Dan. Yeah, and see, the vaccine is designed to change that, to reprogram some things. At least that's what they say it's supposed to be. I'm sorry, Cindy, we kind of took over. No, 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 I, no. I, I get it. <laughs> I forgot that we were on a radio show. Well, oh. this was pretty much every night with us. No, that's no, why. I, that's why I asked him to join us. Oh well, no, no, no! Yeah. It's it's cool, right? Because when you guys explained it to me, and I'm going to dumb it down, for me it was like it's a replica. But here's the thing about replicas, right? There's only one original. There's only one Mona yeah. Lisa. There's only one you. There's only one yep. Drew. There's only one Cindy. Yeah. Even yep. if we but- had a doppelganger or. A replica, a twin. Yeah. We wouldn't yeah, be the same. We'd the be the same, same but not the same. Do you know that snowflakes, every drop of snowflake has a different pattern? Never if you were the to same. Take a micros- if you were to take a microscope, they would look exactly different. Yep. Every time. There's See, and, you know what? and guess what? Us hmm. people were snowflakes, actually. Yeah. Oh, my There's God. This is because why he's my co-host. This is why like, the brilliance. I don't, I just knew it. Oh, he had me at hello. You know why? You want to know why? Tell me. You know all this? It's because I watch PBS Kids. Yeah. And a lot of TV, which, which smart shows. I love yes. it. I love it. Are you that guys, are, are you guys ready for the next question? Rapid fire. Yes, we are. All right. all right. The next one, this is an individual question now, right? Super yep. superpowers you wish you had. Super speed. Oh, wait, no. Mm. Teleportation. Well, now she said superpowers. So you might be able to have more than one. Wait, is right? can't we have more than one? You're the co-host. You make up the rules. It's your simulation. Oh, no. we can have multiple then. We can have uh, multiple then. Yep. I'm going to have flight and visibility. And te- oh, wait, no. I don't need teleportation. Well, I know I would want, I think I would want a, the ability to become invisible. I don't think I would want to stay invisible all the time. Yeah, you could switch on and off. Okay, so I think I would like to do that. 
So, Dad, mm. uh, you can have three superpowers because I'm co-host. Okay, so three. So I think my first one would be invisibility or the ability to become invisible. You just say invisibility. All right. So if I just say invisibility, then we'll just the the yes. rule is that you just have the ability. Yes. That okay. happened, that that's what the quote of invisibility is. Okay. All right. So I think I would do invisibility, and I think I would like to have you know Spider Man super sense his spider sense. Yeah. You know, super, he can kind of yeah, tell yeah. things are coming at him. Like oh yeah, so, so he's able to react before. Oh, so you want like a, basically like a radar, basically. Yeah, kind of like an early warning system, and so the spider okay. sense. So I'd like that. I'm labeling it Spidey sense. Yeah, Spidey sense, and then you know what? I think I would I would probably want to be able to fly. You know what mine are? Hmm. Visibility, flight. and and super speed. Want to know why? Yeah, I can fly really fast. Oh, that's a good idea. But but with you, wait. What are your? What's your last one? Uh, well, I picked flight for my last. Okay, one. so you so you could basically, you could just fly around invisible, and you could t- if if a, someone like does something to you and a projectile is coming, you can tell where it is. Like how Spider Man in that one movie, he caught the bullet, yep. not even looking at it. Yeah, and that was his spider sense. I think that's why I would want that. So you want you would want flight, super speed, and and invisibility. Invisibility. So I can right. go really fast, right. and I can turn back time. Wanna know how? Oh. Just circle around the Earth really fast. I see. Make it spin the opposite direction. Yeah, that's what right. Flash did. Ah, you know that's been that's been done in a, in several movies. Yeah, where Flash turns back the time. He did that um in like three Avengers movies. But now let's think about that though. Would he really? Oh wait, no, he would is. it really be turning back the time? Would it really be turning back now? Now think about this for a second. Would it really be turning back the time, or would it just simply be the sun is rising in the west and setting in the east? Because it would still be the same thing. It just so if they turn the Earth where it was going in the opposite direction, it is that it is now. So if the Earth is turning the way that it, they say, oh wait, no! Instead of invisibility time, or I can like change the laws of time. Oh well, like Doctor Strange. Yeah, basically. Okay. All right. So I can literally, I could go thousand years in the past, or like really, I can like go to where monkeys don't evolve, feed them a pill that makes them not evolve, and then no human success. Okay. And guess what? What? You know. That you, when you spill something, that's technically the future. There's right. many possible futures. That's right. We think it's going to rain. It could not rain. Yep, that's a possible future. We, that's two possible futures. We, th- we think the world's going to break out. It might not. That's mm. two possible futures. Yeah, you know, they wrote a book They wrote a book about that. Like that. Uh, guess, guess who taught me this? Who? It's Steven Universe. Oh, what, Garnet, nice. Garnet, um, Garnet basically bans herself from seeing the future because she now she taught herself that Steven breaks literally every time changes something that changes the future that she sees. Okay, all right. Like she th- she thinks um all of the kitties will just be left there until Steven um 
Stephen saves all of them with Garnet. Okay. All right. I love that. (laughs) I love this. I love this. While you guys were saying the, you know, speeding, going the other way, bringing it, I thought about the fact that if you took a record and you went backwards, you're back masking, which means you get to really hear the definition of what you're saying. Yes, we can get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I would have this superpower to see the invisible because the invisible are the ones with the real power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Andrew's Hey, did you hear what she said? She had a counter a counteract power that we never even really thought of. What? Is some people would have the power to be able to see invisible. Yeah, I know. So if we were doing invisible flying around then Miss Cindy would be able to see us and say, hey, Drew Dane, what's going on? Oh, yeah, you can have two more powers, by the way. And all of the people invisible could see each other. All right, so that's part of invisibility. And also, let's say you're holding that, that would become invisible, too. Okay. Let's say if you were to touch the steering wheel, the steering wheel will become invisible. So if I were to do that, the entire truck's invisible. Now, that only happens when you're invisible, right? Yes. Okay. I can't just touch something and become invisible. When I turn off um, invisibility, it goes off. Okay. Wow. Now, Miss Cindy, you Miss Cindy, you get to choose two more superpowers as well. So my other superpower would be to have great friends that are intelligent, like you two. <laughs> you flatter us. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Miss Cindy. Thank yeah. you. And my third superpower would be for us to go to the next question. So (laughs) the next one is, are you ready for this? This is an individual one. If you had the, if you had to come back to this place, you died and you came back, would you come back as a tree, a mountain, a volcano, or an animal? Here's the question. Can I control when I erupt? I was a mountain or I mean a volcano it's your world co-host true so a mountain is just a volcano that cools and there's no lava so over time I will become a mountain so what you're saying is if you became a volcano and you erupted then you would eventually turn into a mountain yes because I would spill lava, so once it cools down, I'll grow and grow and grow. That's why volcanoes are smaller than mountains. Uh, and then that, okay. That's how mount, some mountains are formed. They're actually volcanoes, and life can grow. I would be an animal. Wait. Can I, if I was a dog, could I see every color? Because dogs can't not see every color. They cannot see orange, purple, or uh, red. Well, I mean, I think if I were to... Well, yeah, they can't see orange. If I were to come back, I mean, I would. if I had the choice, I would choose to be a dragon. Okay, I'm making a rule. It cannot be ancient creatures that lived in the past. Well, now, wait a minute, because listen, when you look at the Chinese zodiac, right? The Chinese zodiac has all animals for their symbols except one. And they're all animals that are exist now that you could actually go and buy like as a pet, all except one. And that's how they mark their calendar is the year of 
whatever animal it is that particular year. So it could be the year of the rat, the year of the dog, the year of the chicken, but there's also the year of the dragon. And there's stories from Marco Polo that said when he came back from China. Wait, that's a game. No, it's a man. He was an explorer. He's the one that actually. Who made the game Marco Polo? Well, that's just something that was the, the, you know, kids playing in the pool. Which they actually play on trampolines now. Yeah. But no, the real Marco Polo was from Italy, and he traveled to the Far East. I know. And he brought back, he's the one that brought back spaghetti and pizza from, mm-hmm. from China. To, so well, he brought back sauce so, and noodles. Yeah, so technically, yeah. technically, uh-huh. no, I would be a panda. Yeah. Well, I know why? Yeah. Not because of Poe, because if I fall down a tree, I won't get embarrassed. You just roll. Yeah. No, I think if I... And I won't get hurt. See, that one's a good one, though, because if I wasn't a dragon, I would be a lion. No. If I wasn't a lion, I would I be figured, a tree. I figured out what I would be. What would you I would be? be a bat, because I could do... And I could see... Oh, very, your echolocation? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and I blinded. Wait, yep. what was the whole point? Well, bats aren't really blind, like they say. I know, but they can still see, but their echolocation yeah, basically that's... gives them super sight. Yep. yep. Ooh, I would be a bat, panda, or a red panda. I'd make a red panda. A red panda, huh? Yes. All right. Because you can't catch me. <laughs> I'm too fast and too slithery. Right. No, I love this, right? So now, when you were saying, I'm going to start as a volcano, and I'm going to turn into a mountain, you know what that said to me, co-host Drew? Huh? You become immortal. Yep. Why know why? Break Water. Oh, thou just, just wash up the mountain. I become bigger rock. I break down because of water again. I become mouth- volcano again. Then I go back to mountain. I'm immortal. Mm. I will become. Now what? Since you gave me that, since you just said that, I'm being a volcano. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And so the next one is each of you favorite <laughs> color. Red. Uh, I was going to say my favorite colors are red and yellow. I do always say purple is the color of royalty. That's what, in fact, that that's, is. What, that's what my next gun is going to be. I'm, purple I'm, and gold are the colors of royalty. Yeah, I actually have purple grips on my on my pistols that I carry. Your your, and, your um, head your helmet is purple. Your yeah, bike pur- helmet. Yeah, your, fa- your favorite um Kool Aid is purple. Yep, yeah, I guess I'm purple. My favorite lightsaber is purple. Yep. Yeah, my new gun is going to be purple. Well, if we put if we put lightsabers into the mix, um, I do yellow because or no white. But my favorite. Did color, you know only one? There was only one Jedi that was that used the white lightsaber. And there's one. There's only two that used yellow. And she wasn't even really a Jedi. That was Ahsoka Tano. She, her bo- mother also used a yellow lightsaber. Yeah. If, if you see at the end of the movie, she closes it, takes out, or no, doesn't no, take out the Jedi. Yeah, that's uh, Ray Palpatine. She ends up becoming the Guardian. So there's different levels of Jedi. And it's just like in ancient Egypt, there's a book that's called the Book of the Jed. And it's been mistranslated to say the Book of the Dead, but it actually was spelled... Dad? 
you know, the Book of the Dead. Um, and that was the, the rites and rituals that the ancient Egypt, Egyptians used to pass over from this life to the next life. But it was actually written as the, the spelling on it was D-J-E-D. So it was the Book of the Jed. And some people speculate that George Lucas understood the ancient ways and that it's actually the Book of the Jedi. And that's where he got the Jedi from. And it had a lot of, um, because that's where the force, like there's the all-powerful force. And that's kind of the energy field, the ether, the vibrational frequencies that we live that, in. That's technically a real-life telekinesis is real. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yep, because, yep. So a lot of people speculated that George Lucas had some insight and he was connected to different um, information and that Star Wars is actually an accurate representation yeah. of what actually goes on out in the cosmos. So, so my favorite colors are re- uh, the colors of fire. <laughs> nice co-host. Bring it right back around. That's right. And you know what's so my funny? My colors are the colors of fire. Nice. Well, um, it goes red because red's at the top. Then it goes orange, then yellow, then white. Okay. No, that is so awesome. Do you know why? Well, my- when you said about the Jedi mind tricks... Think mm-hmm. Jedi mind tricks, right? It's all yep. the Book of the Dead. It's all mind tricks. That's what this yep. uh, whole thing is, right? Metaverse, but anyone? It, it, the real title of it is the Book of the Jed. It was spelled as D-J-E-D. And some speculate that it actually had an I on the end. And that the... Wait, wouldn't you need an E to make I say it's them? No, the Jedi is the I at the end. So it would be just the I. Because the E would make the E say its name. And so the book of, but see, this is the, like the knowledge of the Mufkut or the uh, Philosopher's Stone, the cakes that they would eat of the monoatomic elements. And so they say that the book of the Jed was the connection to the force, that the force is actually what the representations in Star Wars, as we know about the, Secret Space Program and the Earth Federation and the Galactic Federation, which Gene Roddenberry knew about also in Star Trek. That's why the two kind of paralleled each other a little bit. And there's Gene Roddenberry. He he actually wrote about the Council of Nine in one of his episodes. So what's your favorite color? (laughs) It's red and yellow and purple. And gold? Well... Red and yellow and purple. But now the the book of the Jed, it yeah, it helped to teach you how to harness uh, when you're harnessing your chi or when we're doing some. Remember when we would meditate and meditate with the crystals? Yep. Yeah. So that's the book of the Jed helped to understand and to teach people the Jedi way and the Force. Wow. So now the next one is. Do you guys have a favorite hobby? Mine is to quit YouTube videos. Yep. I think if I had to say, I would say either mountain biking or uh, shooting my guns. I like those. Cut and dry. Love it. The next one is favorite show as a child. I know my co-host has not had many years on this planet, uh, (laughs) but nonetheless, favorite show as a child. Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Yeah. Because um, it isn't not movies, it's shows. Yeah. 
I think if I had to if I had to pick one as a kid, I used to watch the Transformers all the time. Oh yeah, no Transformers. He is my nickname. It's very wrong, but at the um end is my favorite Decepticon. Yeah. Jet Prime Fire. Yep. Which he actually well, said was one of the Decepticons says um in one of the movies um Jet Prime Fire. Well, no, it's or, no because the way that I say it. I say that you're my precious Lego baby Chima Optimus Jet Prime Fire. Oh, yeah. Optimus. So it's Optimus Prime and Jetfire. Remember, Jetfire is the old one that when they meet him in the museum. Yeah. He's the big blackbird. And that was, yeah. Or- and so he's the one that walks with the cane and he farts out the, the uh, engine exhaust. Remember, he farts out the flame out of his... Out of his jet engine. Yeah, that's the movie where uh, the Octopus becomes big ultimate form yeah. and a sick battle breaks out. Yeah, he takes the other guy's jetpack. Yeah. Takes Jetfire's jetpack. Jetfire gives him a bunch of his parts. He gives him his machine gun and, and then Optimus can fly. <laughs> yep. And he fights like five other guys, yep. and just a huge war. Now I do out. have to, I do have to mention an honorable mention in this particular category would have to be He Man and the Masters of the Universe. No, my favorite show is um, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, that's a TV show. It's still going on. Oh, okay. Madagascar? Yeah, Madagascar. Especially the episodes where the um, words, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. That's actually in the um, beginning, in the movies, where the hippo's dancing. It says, I like to move it, move it. I love this. I love this. Now you, this one is kind of individual. What is the biggest accomplishments you've made in your life till today? In, in the video game wise, Dad, the only one in our family to be Legend of Zelda. <laughs> now that's a pretty good accomplishment. Mine. I think if I had to choose one. Trying to trying to stay humble. I think I've had a few, you know. I mean, it's a given that being a dad, being a dad, far out surpasses any any accomplishment that I think, you know. My biggest accomplishment was getting my first reset in a game. Yeah. Yes, I still play it to this day. All right, but also one that I am. Now, a personal achievement that I'm proud of is when they sent me my my letter. So I was in the military. I think most folks know that I was in the military from 1988 to 1990. I served two years in, on an active duty enlistment out of eight years. So when I signed up, you could sign up for you know two, four, or six years of active duty, and that's where you were, quote-unquote, in the Army. However, whenever you signed up, you signed up for eight years. And that was the total length of your enlistment. So you did your number of years of active duty, and then whatever you had remaining was as part of the reserves. And it was either the active reserve, which is the one where you go once a, once a month for a weekend, and then two weeks out of the year you go and play Army. And then there's also a, what they call the inactive ready reserve. 
or the IRR. And back when Saddam invaded Kuwait, H.W. Bush, when he gave his thousand points of light speech, and he said, we're going to test the readiness of the inactive ready reserve. And they summoned 20,000 soldiers back to active duty. Well, at the time, there was 2 million active duty soldiers, and I think it was like 13 million or something veterans. And they sent out Western Union telegrams to people saying that they were recalled to active duty service. And that's where you had a bunch of people running to Canada and a bunch of people were saying that they never got their telegram. In the end, Bill, Bill Clinton pardoned virtually all of them. But one of my sort of own personal achievements is that I didn't shy away from that responsibility. I didn't shy away from that. You know, I gave my word. And that was something that my dad always taught us is that, you know, if you give your word, you do everything in your power. You know, I like to think that at that moment, I was facing perhaps one of the darkest hours that anyone can face. And, you know, I'd like, I'd like to think I stood up to the challenge. You know what I mean? And you made it out alive. And I made it out alive. That's All right. with one piece. Yeah. And um, my favorite story that you have told us mm-hmm. is that one where, where um, that guy had a huge cut. Oh, yeah. And everyone was freaking out, and you're like, and you're just sitting there. Yeah. Well, you have to remember, this is radio, so people can't really see. But Like, um, he had a straight face. Yeah, well, no, what it is is when, when where we lived, okay, we lived in what's called the barracks, and that was, like, where all the guys lived on bunk beds. Yep. And we had to, we had to move from one building to another, and so we moved into this area. And inside of the barracks, there was one bedroom that had one, you know, one room that people could stay in. And I started off, that was my room. I had it first. I was the first one to have it. And I ended up giving it up and sleeping because I was getting ready to get out. Well, there was a, a man who bought a brand new Swiss Army knife, and it was sharp as a razor blade. And now you can kind of understand why I get so nervous when you guys are playing you know, not playing with knives, but when you guys are using sharp knives, remember I tell you, always cut away from you and, you know, use the, use your best judgment. Oh, that's nowhere close to mom and I can say Oh, yeah. Speaking of safety, um, one of my friend's friend, yeah, his cute teacher is not safe at all. Yeah. Yeah, he put he broke a girl's arm. Not like no, he put metal in the throwing balls. Oh, hmm. and he was using her for a demonstration. He threw it, and she did. Oh, and also, um, he he doesn't have any knee things, no hand, no gloves, oh, nothing. No knee pads or elbow pads or anything. Yeah, when oh. they're playing hockey, oh. so like, and then my friend's friend. He always gets hit by something. Yeah, that was, I would always get hit by stuff too. I'm like. We never had any protective gear. Lucky I didn't get any, I didn't lose any teeth. Yeah. Oh, speaking of injuries, uh, once I was playing on a trip with my friends. Yeah. And then, um, so it was basically not, it was, I got double bounced. Yeah, no, you, uh, that was, I was pretty impressed. You didn't, you were, because I know exactly the pain you were feeling because I broke my ankle exactly the same way. So 
So I know exactly how bad it hurt. You were but did it? But did it? Was your foot like okay? But okay, all the pain. Stay here for maybe five seconds, and everyone shoot out. Keep doubling. Okay, everyone shoot out through the entire body and paralyze it for five seconds. Okay, shoot back into the foot and make it pain like it, you're getting it. Your leg and your foot is getting hit by a hammer. Okay, just stay here. <laughs> And it just it hurt. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, are you ready for the next one? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Beach or pool? Hmm. Beach. It has more water. Yeah. And and you're far away from the sand, so you could splash huge waves. See, I think if I was gonna choose and the you, beach. And you could go surfing and you could go fishing. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more advantages. I, wait, I have a question. Is it a is it like a beach with fish or no? You are the co-host. This is your simulation. You oh, it's with fish then, but no sharks. Well, no. Like, imagine if you were, you know, the beach could be anything. It could be at a lake, like what lake. Kissy is taking you to over here at Stony. It yeah, could be like but that uh, doesn't it could have be like fish. the ocean. That doesn't have fish. Lake doesn't have Yeah, it does. No? Yeah. It only has little tiny black ones. Well, that's because you don't see the big giant ones that feed on the little tiny black ones. Are, where are they? they stay away. Well, they stay away from where the human activity is. They don't really come in to meet and, the humans. And then, and then there was promotion. this one little black one that actually had a little bit of fins. Oh. We saw a little bit grown up, and someone actually caught it, but it jumped out. Yeah, those are those are guppies, and those they hang around by where the humans are because they feel safe. Because the other bigger fish that eat them don't come around near where the humans are. Until right? we so try to catch why, them. Yeah, that's why you see the little guppies. But now, wait, is that why Guppy got his name? Oh wait, uh, no, because no. it was Guppy Rags. Yeah. See, I think if I were to choose, I think I would probably beach. choose the beach, but I would prefer it to be an ocean beach. I think I would I would want a fi- beach where you could go fishing at. Yeah. Yeah, I went fishing at an ocean beach and I caught a seagull. Seagull? Yeah. Wait, is that a type of fish or did you catch the whole bird? Now that's another good book that we should talk about is Jonathan Livingston Seagull by Richard Bach. And he also wrote another one called One. Ja- I mean not ja- Hey Dad. Yeah. So um, you said in twenty or even tw- yeah twenty twenty you we would go fishing. Yes, you are correct, and I have talked to Mister Adam, and unfortunately we're not going to be able to do it yet. But he he said we we can use his dock anytime. So the hard part is is getting all the equipment. Right, because okay. I didn't really have enough money to just run out and buy the equipment. Because you got to remember, when I go and I buy the equipment. Not only am I getting it for you, but I have to get it for you and for me and for Dane and for Michael. What happens if they Sissy. don't want to go? Well, if they don't want to go, we can ask them, you know. But what happens if they do want to go? Well, they well, if we already bought the gear for them and then they say, oh, yeah, it's good to have backup gear. Yeah, well, I mean, my thing is, is that we can ask them to see if they would want to go. And if they don't want to go then we could just buy gear for us. But you know what would happen. At the last minute, they would all be like, yeah, I want to go too. 
and then we wouldn't have enough gear. Yeah, we need backup gear. Yeah. Yeah, so, because they could snap the string or snap the mm-hmm. fishing rod, or some of it could fall out while we're driving. And well, hopefully now, hopefully we'll be a little bit better prepared than that. Like, we wouldn't yeah. be losing our equipment over the bumps. Uh, I know what. Okay, so I'm actually very good with fishing. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you about five fish that want bait. Okay. Not the same bit. So, uh, silverback salmon, they like uh, fish eggs okay. and fish eggs, octopus, and worms. Okay. The fish in Florida like octopus and worms, uh, and all the fish around us just like worms and bugs. Okay. perfect. <laughs> I'm smart. I yes. love this. Okay. So now, action or comedy? Oh, for me, it would have to be action. Yeah, because fight scenes. I'm a special effects guy. Yeah. If it's got cool special effects, man, I'm... I'm, Oh, yeah. Going back to that uh, Transformers fight. Yeah. Yeah, Transformers has pretty good special effects. Yeah, their fight scenes is so good. I mean, I even liked Starship Trooper. Uh... There are, and just remember that fight scenes, dodging scenes. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, plus this, the way that they're able to, for like the Lord of the Rings, where it actually looks like they're really doing magic, or like the uh, scenes where in the Battle of the Five Armies, and and the all the action, the and action could be in video games too, because I'm co-host. Well, okay. <laughs> video games have action too. Yeah. Like yeah. the newest game that I played in Kirby, the action scenes are so good. Like where Kirby's like where the all the electric makes a cool star and everything's getting sucked in. Or when she, when Kirby's riding on the star and there's so many others. Yeah. Like Fallout, the cutscenes are so or wait, that doesn't have a single cutscene. Yeah. Except does. except when they're talking. Oh, it has the cutscene where the elevator's going down to the bunker. Where yeah, the, yeah, uh, like those. I mean, like um, Skyrim, like cutscenes. Yeah, or like Zelda cutscenes. Well, those would pretty much be action movies. Yeah, action movies. But even though they're not full Kung length, Fu Panda, even the Kai Kai fight. Yeah, Uguay and against the Furious Five, plus Poe himself. Mm-hmm. So, and we're going with action. Action, action okay. destroys comedy. Well, because well, there's some comedies that are, you know, they say that laughter is the best medicine, right? And if you're able to laugh, um, by laughing, you can, you get rid of a lot of sadness. In, it's a vibrational frequency change in the cells of your body. The so laughing is, they say, is the best medicine. When you're feeling blue and you're feeling down. Unless it's that one show that we watched with Michael, that that comedy is really funny. Or, you know, what would be even better is a comedy that has good special effects, like Spaceballs. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We're coming up on, that was the first hour. This is the second half of the uh, second hour, but nonetheless, an hour. Uh, You're listening to... Hour? Yeah. Been, that's how fun this is. is. That's how fun this is. Co-host, that's how fun this is. You're listening to on the wake of radio.com. Sign up for OTWTUBE 
Facebook.com, Uncensored Free Speech Platform, No Community Guidelines. We are here with Exposing the Sky Lie. And, I mean, a.k.a. Uncle Mike for me. And my co-host, Drew, who's like nine, but like going on 90 with knowledge. Yes. So the next question is shower or bath? Uh, I'm a shower. Oh, no. Because showers can be fun, too. But you like baths. Showers, it's a better cleaning but baths, you can, like, play in. You know what I used to like to do? I used to like to be in the, have the tub and be in the in the bath with the shower going. And then I used to like to hold my breath and go under the water, put my head under the water of the bath while the I shower remember, was going. And just I remember the water. when me and Dane used to go to the bath together, yeah. we would, like, swim and we would have races and we yeah. would see if we could talk underwater. That's basically like a pool, like a pool, just a miniature. Yeah. But you can't splash everywhere. Yeah, no. And you can't jump in it. Yeah. Well, well, well. The next one is love or money. Oh, love, absolutely. Love. Yeah. Because you could, you, you. There's all sorts of love. Now, because without love, you won't have a favorite movie. You won't have favorite stuff. Because you won't love it. That part. Now, love or respect? Respect. No, I, I'd, I'd still have to go with love. Or no, yeah, love. I I, I just forgot the second question, second answer. Well, it's. I mean, I say I say love because love also brings forgiveness. Yeah. You know, and it's not that. Uh, but you can still re- you could still forgive somebody if you respect them. Yeah, well, I mean, when you respect somebody, you normally you're not going to do anything that's going to be adversely affecting them, you know. But sometimes, even if you respect somebody, they can do something that may adversely affect you. Yeah. But if you hold that love, then you're able to say to yourself, you know what, I'm I'm better by uh, by not allowing that person to do that, but by forgiving them for what they've done then it it allows me to be at, at peace with myself. Right? Otherwise, you, otherwise you're going to be upset at that other person, and then that's going to fester inside of you, and then that's only going to hurt you because you're the only one that's going to be thinking about it, and it's going to be growing inside of you, and it'll be like a, just a black pit that just, just swallows you up. And so if you have the love in your heart, then you're able to forgive that. I'm, I'm so glad that I'm sitting here right here it's because uh um, yeah because these comfy chairs yeah. i could be on this radio show yeah it's pretty neat isn't it and like we're in a car and i have drink supplies yeah i'm set for days yeah oh, there <laughs> i love it and next up is are you ready guys yep reading or watching tv well, it would be reading for me, but I'm pretty sure that uh, that he's going to choose the TV. Yeah, TV. He doesn't like to read a lot. It's okay. Which I'm encouraging that, but I'm not trying to force it on him. You know, I, I wish they would. Because I, when the when the pandemic started, when they released the China plague, I took them all out of school, so they've been, you know, at home since, and. Uh, 
you know, that's one thing. I, I, it's one thing I do wish I could get them to do more of is reading. Don't worry. Okay. They will invent a book that you open and it projects a screen while it reads. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to break out my, uh, my uh, sort of Shannara series books. That's another one of people. Uh, see, I actually, I want to get them to read the art of war. I want them to read the art of war for one. You know, oh yeah. Uh, I was watching a YouTube video. Mr. Beast re- read a whole 800 page book just to figure out the King's first rule. Ah. Why does it take 800 pages yeah. just to get to the the king's first rule? And you know, we should ask. We should ask our politicians that. And, and my, hey, Dad. Hmm. So, um, also, I remember when Michael read all three Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. From the library. Yeah. And bro, Lord of the Rings books have like a thousand pages in. in well, the Sword of Shannara series, the Sword of Shannara series, was written by Terry Brooks, and Terry Brooks idolized J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote the Lord of the Rings series. So, Terry Brooks has a similar style in the sense that the world that he creates is similar to the world of, of Middle Earth. However, it's the four lands and the lights. He brings everything to a crescendo. He brings everything to culmination like to the to the very highest point of action and then it starts over with a, a different crew of the fellowship a different group of adventurers that are off on a different quest or mission and then they bring that to a crescendo and then he switches to another group and then all of a sudden he switches to all groups all at once and they're all it's a flurry of action and it just keeps the reader engrossed and one of these days i'll see if i can find it and maybe read some with you I think you'll like it. You want to try? No, I'm what? not reading that by what? myself. No, I they're said. Like, they're like, I said we'll read it together. Oh, sure. Yeah, because I think if we start reading it together, then you'll like it. Well, all right. <laughs> Ready for the next one? Yep. Sunrise or moonlight? Uh, for me, it would be moonlight. I was born at twelve o two a.m., so I was Wait, born two was minutes after midnight. When was I born? I believe you were uh, 1040 in the morning. Or no, I was 1030. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. I was 1030. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. I remember you got everyone telling me. Oh, I do. I do know one thing. The one honor that I've been given in this experience is that all four of my children, I believe this or not, all four of my children, the very first thing they saw in this world is my face. I thought it was mom's. Nope. Your mom had C-sections for everybody, so you guys weren't born in the traditional sense. And Yeah, where the, mo- where the mom sees the child first. Yep. Each time, each time when they wheeled you out of the room, so like when Sissy was born, I watched that I was in the room for the whole operation, same with Michael. But for you and Bane, they, I wasn't standing at the same spot. But when they brought you out in the incubator, and when I first saw you and I started talking to you and your eyes popped open and you looked right at me and the nurse said, oh, that's the first time you opened his eyes. And that was the same thing for your, for your brothers and your sister. Oh, I love that. <laughs> now, I, that's an honor I get to carry with me. No, that is beautiful. 
and this will be uh, co-host Drew. I want you to know that this recording will be forever, ever, ever, ever. So the future time travels will know this about your dad and you. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Isn't that amazing? You that become is... immortal anyway. Who needs to be a mountain? Yeah. Well, technically, yes. Because um, it, when you die, you're basically astral projecting. Because astral projecting, your soul leaves your body. Yeah. And you can you can put your soul into different people. That's the way a lot of people describe it. Yeah, when you die, you can put your soul into different people. Well, you can't necessarily insert yourself into other people. You can't necessarily insert yourself into a vessel that's already occupied. So that'd be like trying to put orange juice in a cup that already contains the milk, right? So if that biological vessel already has a soul in it, you, while you're astral planning or while you're astral traveling, projecting. astral projecting, some people call it astral planning because that's the plane. That's the astral plane. That's yeah. in between the living and the dead. Yeah, but um, you, some people have such high energies that they can contain two souls. Well, sometimes, yeah. But when sometimes you're astral projecting, when you're astral projecting, you cannot stay out for more than a day. Because then your body will be like that. Because uh, it doesn't have your soul infused with your body. So I, I, if I were to astral project right now, you, if you were to feel cold, that's me in your body. That's, uh, me, that's my soul in you. But if I were to stay like that for a day, I, I would bleh. Oh, I see. So you're you're saying that you you're saying that you can introduce yourself and interact with with my spirit within my biology. Yes. Well, unfortunately, not really. You might be able to affect my my outer senses, but my biology contains. Now, there are some rare cases where there's two spirits that I did that with Guppy. Yeah. Oh, you and Guppy. Like yeah, when he was in Florida, I'm like I'm the astrologer. Whoa, why, why can't I leave? Oh, now I can leave. Oh, ah, okay. So I'm like, Whoop. So, okay, so you're telling me that you're, okay. Like, I, I, well, I was destroying it, but I was in Guppy's soul's body. Well, now, were you, were you, was it your soul and his soul, or were you, um, were you uh, remote viewing through his eyes? I, I, I was like, it was all white, mm -hmm. but the last time I saw it, but the last thing I saw is me going into his body. Okay. So I everything's white, and I'm in my guppy's body, but it's all blue. But I can see. Okay, but you were okay. So you were you were feeling his movements as though they were your own body. Yeah. Okay. It, like I was feeling everything, but I was blue, so I think I was controlling his soul. I see. Well, and, then you know, and, then, and then everything unflashes to white and I'm out of his body. Okay. So I think I left his soul and then left his body. All right. So you were just making a quick connection, just a psychic connection with him. Yeah. I, 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 I stayed there for like two minutes. Okay. And then I'm like, nope, time to leave. All right. I got you. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy getting from here to Florida, but astro projecting. But good thing you can make anything you wish for. Yep. If I were to say, if I were to think a sword with a shark trying to bite my head off, that would appear. Yeah. Wow. So wait, let me tell you a little uh, weird fun fact that I learned, right? I don't know, maybe it's fact or fiction, 
But Catholic fundamentalists say since the 13th century, they've done studies that says the human body can be taken over by 2,000 entities. Gives a new, uh, gives a uh, different meaning to what mental health really is. If you catch my drift. Well, I know that uh, during the MK Ultra program, they found that they could fracture the human mind into 2,400 alters. You know, George H.W. Bush, he had quite a quite a hand in the MK Ultra. That was the Nazi mind control program that came over at Operation Paperclip, and they discovered that they were able to fracture the mind into 2,400 alters, and that's where, you know, the idea of the Manchurian candidate comes out. Most of it is trauma-based, and that's one of the reasons, like, H.W. Bush was one of the most notorious fucking pedophiles ever in the history of humankind, and it just, it's sickening when you hear some of the things that this guy did, but it's, the trauma affects the the children in such a way, because they would take children, and, you know, they would expose them to these horrific events. One of the procedures that I heard that they would do is they would, they would abduct these children, right? And then they would put them in, you know, put them into these secret research facilities and then they'd give them a pet, right? They'd give them like a a puppy or a, a, you know, a kitten or something. And they would allow enough time for the child to bond with the animal. And then they would force either force them to, kill the animal or force them to watch the animal being killed. And that's just one of the things that they would expose these children to. And it creates this, you know, this fracture. They discovered that they could switch the altars using keywords and triggers. Now, my own personal speculation, I don't have any proof of this, but my personal speculation is that, you know, through the lily waves in our electrical systems and the lily waves in the broadcasting programs, that we've all been somewhat exposed to the mind control programs in the MK Ultra, even though we may not be Manchurian candidates, but through the like the cell towers and chemtrails, the nanoparticulates and the smart dust, that they're they're able to trigger some of the some of the alters within people on certain you know certain variables need to align like when they when they gas the sky out just right and then they turn up the frequencies and then people are just like at each other's throats for no reason and you have people that you know behave and they say wow he's never like that you know and i think it has a lot to do with the frequencies they're using and the lily waves brain entrainment we might confirm that because Guppy is nice, but then that one day he's like, No, 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 no. But that's the same day where a bunch of planes go over. Yeah, that's. And well, that also, a lot. here's another thing about astro projecting. Okay. Let's say you're driving the car, I could go into the car and go into the circuits. Ah. I can't fail anything, but I can travel through the circuits. I see. So, okay. like, if I have to travel fast, I could go up there, I could do. But no one can see the electricity. Nice. I travel through the wires. Okay. I love this. Yeah, we, need, 
<laughs> and here's a fun fact. If you stay in there for 15 minutes, your body will have a sh- little sharp pain. But yeah. if you stay in there for 30 minutes, you'll be paralyzed for 15 seconds. Oh. Don't stay in there long. No, I wouldn't. But good thing you can't feel anything while you're astral projecting. Yeah. Mm, that's amazing. Now, or, what, what, you got one more? Yeah. Oh, well, if you're astral projecting, it, you have a few seconds to wake up after the day. Basically, when you wake up, you're, you're so instant teleports. Okay. But longer you stay, longer your energy gets trained. See. Oh, I like that. Let's carry on. <laughs> All right, co-host Drew. Yes. <laughs> now, the next one is friendship forever or a love of your life, but short-lived? Friendship forever. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, because forever. because if you have your love of your life for a short time, once she breaks up or divorces you or whatever, you'll be heartbroken. Yeah, I think that I think that would be a being the love of your life always starts with a good friendship. I love that. I do. I do. The wait did 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 you pick one, Mike? You went with friendship forever. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, friendship. Yeah. Friendship forever. All right. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm just a little distracted. It looks like I'm watching the sheriff's deputies walking around some guy's house, a couple of houses down from mine, you know, with their flashlights out and digging around in his garbage. Not a dull moment. Yeah, well, my street is... uh, Speaking on... My street is one of those that is... Well, I'll put it this way. I, I counted, well, I have a friend that comes over periodically, and he says he loves to come down the opposite end of the street from where my house is because he can drive by all the American flags because on on my street, now, I used to fly the peacetime flag. You know, I don't, the, the red and white one. Um, I don't ever fly the the wartime flag that is considered to be old glory. And even being a veteran, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted over the allegiance to, uh, you know, a banner or a flag. A pledge of allegiance. Yeah. But on my street, when I drove from one end down to the other, which is probably maybe a quarter of a mile, the, the block, and I counted 13 houses along the block that displayed an American flag. And... I've had people comment about how, you know, quote unquote patriotic the block is, you know, but one guy that's down the street, he's one that displays the, you know, the F Biden flag and the, you know, there's, Trump one, 20, there's, one, there's one down there that is displays a Russian flag. Uh, that's the Ukrainian one. Oh there. yeah. Ukrainian. Wait, aren't Ukrainian the good guys? No, no. The Ukrainians are the bad guys. Well, see, what it is, is it's not it's not the people, okay? It's the governments. Because there are certain people that become part of the governments, and they're psychopaths. Because they're willing to do things that you and I would not be willing to do. Okay? Like it's not, what? Well, they, they do terrible things to people. 
without any without any remorse, without any regard, without any compassion or compunction. See, there's things that you and I are capable of, but that we would not be willing to do. These people are capable of them, but they're also willing to do it. And so that's why they rise to these places of power. And so now, like in, in Ukraine, like when I've been talking, they have in a certain area of Ukraine, the president that they're making out to be a hero, he actually ordered people, the Russian people, to be bombed and murdered in the eastern part of Ukraine in an area called Donbass. And so the Ukrainians have been killing Russians in the Donbass region. They've been shelling them with artillery and cutting off food supplies. Oh, yeah, I guess what? Hmm. In Russia, some soldiers went to invade Ukraine, or they were just going to go on the border, and they walk in, and they're like, please take us as our, as our prisoners. We don't want to go back. Yeah, there's some that have said that, and there's some that have talked about artillery and military equipment being parked next to schools and hospitals. Yeah, because that, so that, that creates, well, if you think about it, if you've got the, the Russian soldiers and they're being hit with artillery, right? So that's the Ukrainians are sending like uh, projectiles that are Missiles, floating. Well, they're, bombs. it's artillery. It's like shooting a big giant bullet from very far away. And yeah, I know what artillery is. But now when the Russian soldiers try to respond, like to save their own lives, they can't really target where they're coming from because the Ukrainians have put those that equipment next to schools and next to hospitals. And so what they do, Why? because well, because they do that. So when the Russians have to, when they return fire, right? So the Ukrainians are shelling them with artillery and killing them. And then when the Russians return fire and they try to target where that artillery is coming from, now they're, the chances of them hitting the schools and the hospitals is much, much, much greater and when they accidentally do, now the Ukrainians can say, look, they're deliberately trying to kill people in schools and hospitals. So it makes the Russians seem like they're the evil monsters. When Ukrainians are, because they want the Russians to focus on the hospitals and schools. Yeah, well, we have to make sure that we, listen, it's extremely important that we say that it, it's not the Ukrainians, it's the Ukrainian government. Oh, uh, yeah, and the government. Russian government, just like the United States government. Yeah. Because the people of this Except country... Except Trump it was kind of a good president. Well, he I think he history, wasn't a good person, but he was a good president. Well, now, did you know... Now, see, that kind of bothers me a little bit when people say he wasn't a good person. Because re reality tells us, and there's, there's stories of people that tell us that Trump had had a lot of compassion was a good guy in a lot of ways but the thing is is that he reached the presidency of the united states which means he is willing to do things that we are not willing to do right so he's just as much of a psychopath however some of the things that he did were kind and beneficial to people you know, and the problem is, is that the same people that are trying to start World War Three are the same people that tried to convince us that Trump was an evil man, and he really isn't. He did have compassion, and he does have, um, you know, in his heart of hearts, he is trying to help. At least, at least he wasn't Biden, which let, let out a bunch of criminals. 
Yeah, well, Joe Biden in his own way is is a, a terrible, terrible entity on this on this planet. Oh yeah, speaking about Biden, when he when he was giving off uh, one of his speeches, there was a fly in his hair. Yeah, you know, there's uh, some evidence that some of those flies are remote control. But see, the thing is, something we have to keep in mind is that we have to have the balance. We have to have the bad people. So there can be good people and there has to be a balance. So what we're trying to do is we try to reach harmony and balance within each individual, right? Because there's going to be times where you're angry and there's going to be times where you're upset. and There's going to be times where you're like super duper happy. And so what you want to try to do is find balance in everything. And so we need some of those bad people to help with the good people until we can all individually reach our own balance and then we can have a, you know, the utopia we're looking for. Back to the radio show. Okay. I thank you, co-host. I thank you, co-host Drew. The next one is a pet peeve you have. What's a peeve? It's something that happens over and over again that just really kind of irritates you, right? Like, um, uh, let's say, um, like up annoying us. Yeah. Well, like, or, if, like or Dane if, annoying me. Yeah. Like if there's something that Dane always does that just gets under your skin, like, but he just does. Uh, it when he, yeah. That's makes, making faces at me. Just, yeah. At me. Yeah. I think my pet peeve is the guy when you're driving down the road and you look in your rearview mirror and you don't see anyone behind you at all. So it's almost as if there's nobody in existence and you're traveling down the road and you see on the side at a perpendicular intersection, a car that is ready to turn to enter onto the road that you're on. And as you're traveling towards that person, they have to, they insist on turning right in front of you and then doing five miles an hour under the speed limit. Hilarious. When you look, when you look in your rear view mirror and there isn't a person to be seen, it's like a desolate planet and they have to turn right in front of you and then go. So where you just have to hit your brakes. And if they would have waited just, uh, just five seconds, a five count, or just you. go five miles <laughs> over the speed limit. Because if there's no one behind you, you can go just a teensy bit over the speed limit because no one's behind you. Well, no, what we want is we were asking them to have the patience of five seconds. If they would have just waited, if they just wait five extra seconds, then nobody is in danger. But when they whip right out in front of you and then they're, you know, then the the chances of somebody getting hurt are exponentially greater. And and no. I, oh, that's for me. Well, thank yes. you. Okay. That's why I said keep it. Oh, I didn't hear you. I thought you oh. wanted me to open it. You gave me a Kool Aid. Yes. Beautiful. And I still got more. <laughs> I got one um red. I got one red, and then I got one fruit punch left. Two cherries left and one purple left. One grape. 
Save me a cherry if when I come over for the cooking, please. Thank you. Okay. So the- I will protect it with my life. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you yeah. are. If you want, if you want me back again, I could do this again. I would oh, love you're to, offering would, up your services? Yes. I, I oh. would love to have you back again. You are probably the best co-host on the planet, or probably the universe. I, I probably am. <laughs> you are. No one has complimented me this much, so thank you. Aw. Well, you, because well, yes. you're cool. Uh, the next one is I'm, a fear you wish you could get rid of. In humanity, Wait, a fear that people have that you wish you could get rid of for for, for them. Oh, oh, bugs! Mm-hmm. There's like there's like a bug just chewing there that doesn't even harm humans, and so it's like, ah, 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 and it just demands you to get rid of it. And like, I don't want to get rid of that thing. So then, if you're the only one there, you have to get rid of it. But if there's someone else, you can just tell them to get rid of it. And just tell them that you're going to go do something in, like, five seconds. See, I wish I could get rid of the... I wish I could get rid of the fear of damnation. You know, people... There's there's too many people in on this in this existence that are worried about what happens to their eternal self after being here. And the way I always look at it, or so I was, I was ensnared in that. Literally you know, at that point, you're immortal. Why are you getting afraid of it? Well, see, people don't really understand that the there's, see, there's two different things to think about. Okay. We have to make a distinction. All right. Immortal means that your body never dies. Eternal means that your soul never dies. Right. And, and you can a have lot of, a lot of people don't understand that they have an eternal soul that is going to, to there. It's eternal. There's no beginning and no end. So it's infinite. It's forever. Right? I know. Now, like how Kai. And what they don't understand is that they don't have to be controlled because when you consent to a belief system, now you're consenting to the rules and regulations of that belief system. Okay. So you don't have, you're, you're limiting yourself to having an open mind or having a closed mind because you're being controlled by that belief system. Right. And so if I could get rid of the fear of damnation that people are going to, you know, their eternal soul is going to burn in a lake of fire forever because they made some mistake because they wanted, you know, somebody to love them on a, you know, they made some mistake or sinned or whatever, and... I don't think sins are real. It's just... So it's... My co-host has a point. Another fun fact, or maybe fiction, right, is that the word sin is not in the Bible. So when they say things like, thou shall not like, commit suicide, it was a way for them to... If someone died, right, they had their property. And so now that meant they had to figure out who could get it. And so to make you not do that, they tell you, no, no, you can't do that because of, you know, it's all about property. And and also, if suicide is a sin, God or Jesus technically committed suicide. Oh, yeah? How's that? 
when he put he said he'll put himself on the cross. Well, he didn't really say he would put himself on the cross. Or, the way the well, the way the story is written is that he did not. Um, the Jesus character didn't didn't deny the accusations against him. And so, because he didn't deny the accusations or no, against no, that him, isn't suicide. That's sacrifice, basically. Yeah, well, that's the idea. Is that this? That's the way the story is. Is that this? This character has sacrificed for the benefit of everyone. And see, now the the thing that people don't really catch is that when that character, now according to that belief system, that character said that he died for all man's inequities. So now they're not saying that he died for all of man's, an individual man's deficiencies. No, he died for all men, which means everyone is redeemed according to that oh, yeah. system, which means that Hitler would be redeemed, Jeffrey Dahmer would be redeemed, you know, the uh, son of Sam would be redeemed, yeah. all of these warmongers would oh, be yeah. redeemed, even, even uh, Pedo Joe and the whole would be redeemed, you know Hillary weird. would be redeemed. Hmm. Yeah, when you look through here, you can see barely any light, but when you look through here, you can see light. Yeah. And, wait, I kind of want to ask you two a question. Okay. Please go on, co-host. Would you have a pet, would you have a pet dog or a cat? Well, I think I would. Any breed of dog or any breed of cat? Well, I have two dogs and I have two cats. Uh, uh, <laughs> because so you, it's so my we, world in my simulation, I get to pick whatever yeah. I want, like you do. Oh yeah, host your host. Right. Yeah. So, Dad, mm. what do you have? Well, I mean, I had a cat for a while before I met your mom, and I'm not, I'm not real big on pets that you know, require a lot of attention. Pets sometimes so. don't need a lot of attention. No, but a lot of dogs do need a lot of attention. You know, you have to walk them, and you have to they, they just need walking. clean up after them. And yeah, I don't they, like the idea of stepping in dog shit when I'm out in my yard. So that that's why that's but why. But again, you know, they I are cute. I didn't I didn't like having the litter box in the house either. Oh yeah, so. and you can ask and kittens and puppies. Yeah, well, I mean, kittens and puppies are great. Wait. Yeah, they need less attention. Co-host Drew, what's your answer? Yeah. Mine is dog. Okay. Like dogs better? Or, yeah, because puppies. Because actually, I have it, dogs because I like Bo, I like Ranger, I like Scout, and I like Baby. Okay. But I do, I like Tigger, but she is like, or she like wants to play, like scratch. That's why I barely never wear shorts. Well, Tigger's an outside cat, so she's she's more focused on survival. See, cats that are indoor cats, they generally you know understand that their their needs are taken care of, whereas a cat that's an outdoor cat. You know, they have to do a lot of their own hunting, and they have oh, to yeah. acquire Speaking a lot of their own on, food. Oh, yeah, on tiger, like, hunting. Oh, there's a squirrel tail. 
Uh, she must have got a squirrel. Yeah, because if you look in the chat, what's like that, and there's I put it in the squirrel tail. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. I'll have to look at that. And yeah, I took his dog. Ah, I just bit my tongue. <laughs> you okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think I bit the side. So the next one is you step into a time portal. What year would it be? And would you save anyone or change anything or just be an observer? Hmm. Well, see, for me, it's going to be a little bit different because I think, I think if I were to step into a time portal and I would save somebody. Well, I would. Because, you know, Bear, you know how he ate that thing that made him sick? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would go back in time right before he ate that thing, pick it up so he can't eat it. He would be here today. Oh, is that Guppy's dog? Bear? Scout? No. Um, Uncle Jimmy and Kissy's cat? Bear. Oh. I I was like four and five when I met him. Okay. The cat with green eyes. Yeah, no, I, I forgot they had a cat. Yeah, bear. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. You now, for me, if I were to, if, if if I were able to, what I would really be interested in seeing is I would I would go back to when the when the Great Pyramid was fully operational, when it had the Electrum cap on it, and when it was projecting the. Oh yeah. So. When we were talking in the first hour a couple of weeks ago, and we were discussing why the pyramids were built, and one of them was as a beacon, there was four reasons. One was a monument to the survivors of the Great Flood. The other was the artifice mount, the artificial mountain to create the landing corridor for the celestial shuttles. The other was to act as like the egg timer, sort of, to show when... Shipments should be, you know, ships should take off and land. And then the fourth was to be a beacon that projected a, out into space to show the celestial chariots which part of the Earth that they needed to land on, where the operation was. So I would like to see, because when Marduk was uh, in tune or when he broke into the Great Pyramid to try to take some of the technology, he was actually encased in there. And Mingazita, who is the genetic scientist that altered the genes of the Adamu, uh, he actually created the, and he was the first face on the Sphinx, was Mingazita. And he was the one who had developed and built the Great Pyramid. And he built the smaller pyramid as the, you know, because there's one that's like a, it's like a model scale model of the Great Pyramid, and he dismantled the crystalline technology when Marduk had invaded and started the Pyramid Wars with Enlil, and so for me, that's where I would want to travel to. I would want to see what exactly, how the operation worked in the Great Pyramid. I love that. I do very much. Oh, yeah. Now, so, wait. So, oh, go wait. ahead, go ahead, co-host. So, I am thinking. Do you remember the original Ducktales? 
Yes, DuckTales. Ooh, quack, quack, quack. Go. Yeah. Talk yeah. to... Uh, the new one does DuckTales. Doo-doo. Life is changing. Mystery around us. DuckTales. Right. The adventure in DuckBird and no DuckTales. All right. I used to love that show. You don't even understand. It's up yeah. there with Pokemon. I want to travel across the land searching you gotta for You got to see wide. the new Pokemon. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, uh, you got to see the newest. If you like that, you got to see the newest one and the one before that. Sun and Moon. You, you will love the theme song. I think I can go pull out my phone and play it. I think that that'll be something when you guys go fishing and we cook in and then we can watch when I come by. That's it. I yes. love it. I love it. Yeah. It's a plan. It's a plan. The next one is three people you wish you could meet and pick their brain. It could be anyone. Living, dead, famous, not famous, in your family, not in your family. Maybe aliens. Who freaking knows? Would I have to touch its brain? God, I didn't mean pick it, but if you want it to be so literal, bring on the horror movie, please. The three people? No, listen, listen. Miss Cindy, when she says pick their brains, that means that you're able to have a conversation with them and ask Uh, them anything you want and be able to. Oh, Grandpa? Okay. Uh, um, then, uh, your, the, um, one of your relatives, uh, I can't remember her name. She died. Oh, Aunt Pam? Yeah. My sister? Yes. I want to meet her. And then the third and final one, I would want to see, I would want to see the... Hmm. I'm thinking, Grandma T. Okay. I think for me, it would be the it would be the siblings. It would have to be Enki and Lil and Minarsag, the progenitors of the human race. I mean, so long as I knew I would be safe with and Lil's rage, and you know, with them being so much larger than regular humans, but. If I were able to actually sit down and have a conversation and have a discussion, I would want it to be with those three to be able to talk to them about the histories of Nibiru and, you know, because they're the top of the line. It's almost, it's funny because if you ever watch the movie Jupiter Ascending, there's the Abraxas Empire and it's two, the two boys and the girl, it's a representation of the Anunnaki and it even has the reptilians in it. Which is more of an, it's more indicative of the reptilian representation, is more indicative of what's out there. But the thing is, with the reptilians, there's more than, there's like seven different species or versions, you know, so you have various representations. And the Blue Planet Project is a good re- resource for that, you know, to see what they, their, basic appearance but in that movie jupiter ascending the abraxas empire and it's funny because if i can remember right um i just heard about this the other day it was it was something to do with 
I want to say it was something in the pharmaceutical industry, maybe something to do with COVID, where they were talking about the Abraxas. And I can't remember, but there, there's a correlation. I, I made a mental note of it, and now I can't freaking remember. But it's the Obraxis family is a representation of the siblings, the half-brothers and half-sister. Um, that would be Enlil, Enki, and Menarsag. That's what I'd want to see. Mm. All right. So this question is actually, it's a twofold because of the age difference. Age is this number. But I'm going to start with the co-host first, right? And then I have to switch it up for Uncle Mike. So co-host Drew, listen, if you were like a certain age, right? You're an adult. What age would you be if you could come back as a teen or a little boy and you time travel back to yourself, what age would that be? And what would you tell yourself? If anything happens, like if I do something that changes my past and like in the, if I try, I try to travel, I'll just tell myself, don't do that. And then the future will be, then the future will be fixed. So what you're saying is you would wait until so, well, see that would that would lead you to believe that you've made some what you believe to be some sort of mistake in the course of your life, and then what you're saying is you would want to return back to that moment to tell yourself not to make that mistake. Yeah. Okay. Like I if see. I like if I have a choice of like saving someone or leaving them, and I and I leave them. And that does something bad in the future for me. I could tell my past self, "Hey, save it, save it, or save whatever it is." I think for me, if I were to do that, wait, wait, the I, question's I, different for you. It's well, because oh. you're up there, Uncle Mike. I mean, yeah. you're young, forever young. But yours would be: What would you tell yourself as a teen or a little boy? What would you, t- if you time traveled back to yourself? If I were to time travel and if I were to time travel back to a little boy, I would tell myself to question everything. Question everything. That's what I do. I question everything. Yep. That's what I would tell myself because I think that so much of what our, what our inner capabilities are, are suppressed through the indoctrination system. And if I were to, travel back to my teenage self, I would tell myself to say what's on my mind. Um, Because I think a lot of times back then, I was too busy not saying what what should have been said for fear of either ostracization or, you know, perhaps even physical altercations or, you know, it was at a point where my... You know, because my folks got divorced when I was 10, and then I was back and forth between homes until I was, you know, 14, 15, and, uh, well, until I was 14, and then I moved back to Michigan to live with my dad through high school, and there was a lot of times in those in those formative years where, you know, I spent a lot of times in bars and in my younger teenage years traveling to bars with my mom and... I just didn't speak up at times when I 
when I look back on it and feel like maybe I should have. Oh, yeah, Dad. Hmm. Saying about um, questioning everything, there's a game and there's a line. Don't, rule number one, don't ask questions. Oh. I like that. And you're not supposed to ask questions. No, okay. Really? Back to the radio show. I thank you. I thank you, co-host Drew. Ah, uh, what do you desire for your life and your legacy? Let's speak it into existence. Who wants to go first? So I think if I were to have a desire for my life and my legacy is the desire for my life is more of a material one. One of the greatest dreams that I've had since I became a carpenter, because I'm a, I'm a tradesman and I'm, I'm virtually a general contractor. You know, I can basically, I can basically take a plot of land. And if I had the resources and the materials, I could dig a foundation, build a house and I could do everything in between. Right. I mean, as far as the structure, I can do the exterior finish, the interior finish, and everything. All the wiring, the building, the drywall. And so, since I started doing that, one of the things that I've always wanted to be able to do is to do somebody's job without having to charge them. You know, so my life, I would like it to be to where I'm financially independent enough to where I could actually go and do what I enjoy doing for no charge, but being able to tell people at the end of the, the project, you know, when they're ready to cut me a check to be able to say, you know what, this one's a comp, this one's on the house. And then for my legacy, the greatest thing that I could ask for is that my children, you know, behave the way that I've tried to, you know, sort of guide them. And right now I can see in my legacy, I've got, I've got fantastic and wonderful children. But what was that? I'm not joking. I just down there. I saw a shadow run. Well, maybe you saw somebody running. Or perhaps it was a shadow. They're shadow perhaps. people, you know. Oh yeah. So mine is to mine is to complete every video game. Yeah, that's your life goal. Expect and also on top of that, complete every single Pokemon games Pokedex. Oh, There's two games I'm very close to doing: Sun, Sun and Moon, and or no, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon plus uh, Sword and Shield. And here's one thing for um the Pokemon. So, yeah, uh, in the sun, a bunch of random things happen. Nice. But the fight scenes are so cool. All right. Well, I want to say I, I, I love that our wonderful co-host Drew is nine, and I want to be nine because I would love to beat every video game myself. <laughs> yes, yeah. including the one, that, including one that everyone couldn't beat, but my dad could. Yes. Which game was that again? Legend, uh, Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. 
totally Everyone awesome. could not, the final boss that you had to do to beat the game is the huge one where you have to break its toenails and then go up to the top and pull out the sword. But it's, it's, um, the toenails infinite, like regenerate really fast. Wow. Yes. I just love your answers. My co-host is the best. You're coming back, right? I know you're coming back to co-host. Yes, I know. I'm coming back. You are like everything. You embody the radio, everything. You're just amazing. Yes. And I'm not even trying. Imagine that, right? And some people have to try so hard, but you are a natural, an absolute natural. Literally. And humble, too. This is why I say to it. I do things without trying. It's so easy. If the adults only knew this was the actual way to do things in life, right? Life is simple. <laughs> Not try because you. I didn't try with Pokemon. I beat it. I beat it on my second try. Nice. Look at that, right? It's because the first time. So, you know it's OP and Fire Red. What's OP and Fire Red? So in so in Leaf Green, so dark. Is effective to bug. Oh, right. bug is, but bug is not super effective. With every other game, bug is super effective, and dark is not very effective. Oh, that's man. so op. That's so. Yeah, through your curveball, huh? Like and dark, the dark type is supposed to stand for a villain. Okay. A beauty bug the size of this could be a huge villain. Yep. Explain, explain that Pokemon. <laughs> well, you, I, I'm glad you are the expert on the video games and stuff. <laughs> I wish, I wish we were born in the same time because you would help me to beat Mario Brothers because I worked so hard on doing that. But I'm not gonna lie to you. Which one? Well. I, I come from a different time capsule. So, like, the first one, um, it was a Nintendo 64, and yep. I played it, and I would sneak and play it at night because I was supposed to be sleeping before I go to school, And but I would play it, and then I beat it. And then I tried to play it again, but guess what? I was totally bored because I kind of went through the whole thing. Yep. Oh, yeah, guess what? I beat Mario Brothers 2, two and 1 on the DS all alone. Nice. And guess what? Mario Brothers 2, there's so many glitches. And if you're and if you're insanely good like me, you can keep the golden <laughs> Yeah. It's very good if you keep the golden firepower to the fourth level. Okay. Which which um I forget it. it I think oh wait, no, you jump from three to um which is the desert, you jump from three to five. But to get to four, you have to do this, like, really hard, insane thing. Yeah. Like, you have to go through a cannon while using tiny power. I got you. Wow. Let's get back to the radio show. <laughs> I thank you. You listen to On the Week of Radio.com. Sign up for OTWTUBE.com, Uncensored Free Speech Platform. We're here with the Exposing Skyline, Uncle Mike. And we are here with my wonderful co-host, who's probably been the best co-host I've ever had in my whole natural thousand-year life. Nice. Co-host Drew. Thank you, Drew, for being here. And this is the last question. And you guys ready? We're ready. Yes. You were the leader of this free world. What would you do differently? 
I would lower the price of gas to almost nothing. You and have I my would vote. Make, and I would make no taxes. Oh, God. Tax taxation is theft. Go. And then all of the bills you don't have to pay. All of your bills you do not have to pay. Mm. I am and loving your the utopia. The final thing I'll do, if I rule the whole world, I would banish war. I would make war not exist. I hope you. I hope you're not pulling an Obama on us. But I want to believe you, and I would vote I'm for you. Not going to pull that on you. <laughs> I thank you so much, co-hoster. So I think for me, if I were the leader of the free world. I think what I would ask is for the leaders of the other nations of the world to travel with me to where I suspect is Antarctica to get a look at the Earth Federation and to unveil that to the world. And the North Pole, we haven't explored much of that either. Well, Admiral Byrd did. He's the same one that visited the South Pole. And you know what I'll do? Hmm. Uh, so I'll we're, I'll use all of our resources and money to make high tech scuba gear so that we can explore more of our oceans. Yeah. Well, see, I think the the you, one thing that the one thing that has been proven is that we don't have to have conflict on this world. You know, guess what? We have put, we have explored more of space than our oceans. Yeah. And I don't think we need to have military conflict on the on the planet so i would i would unveil the earth federation to show the people of the world that we're not alone in the in the cosmos and that if we work together we can enhance everybody's experience okay so since that's the last question i want to say one thing hmm. time to take your final bow <laughs> okay Oh, snap. I love it. I love this. I love this. I want to thank you both. Uncle Mike, we have to have you come back. We still didn't finish our the next set of questions. So we'll do this again next week if you want. It'll Absolutely. be right. yes. You know, I have to say real quick, Cindy, once again, I'm I'm so grateful to you. I was talking to the talking to my older boy about this that just you know, the profundity of thinking about these recordings being there for you know generations from now and they might come across these and hear what we were thinking at this day and age it just it's it's mind-boggling i'm so humbled that you've given me the opportunity to do that so i'm i'm eternally grateful to you remember i have the power to see the invisible yeah yes yes you do and the invisible is powerful and thank you for being so nice. Aww. Thank you for having me. I can't wait for you to come back again because you are definitely, definitely an all-natural star. I will I will be back. <laughs> Did you say that like I Arnold will... Schwarzenegger in The Terminator? I'll be back. Yes. I don't... I've heard you say <laughs> that many times. Yeah. She wanted you to say it that way. Like the robot from Terminator. I will be back. Oh, that is awesome. (laughs) It almost sounded like you had like root beer and then you just like burped it out. 
<laughs> but I liked it. Uh, he's been he's been sitting here pounding the Kool Aid the Kool Aid, so he's I think getting a little bit uh, <laughs> amped up. Oh, that is so funny. See now, if he was doing the Kool Aid, I should have I should have had a beer. But that's a different story. Yeah, right. uh, I want to thank you guys. Go ahead, co-host. Speaking of that, I have a root beer. Still. Yes, you do. Well, it's a cream soda. Oh, and a yeah. root beer. Yeah, cream soda. It's called cream soda root beer. Well, did you also have your town club root beer, right? So I have two root beers. So, <laughs> and good thing you mentioned root beer. Is it? Yeah, you reminded him that he's got he's got a root beer and an A and W cream soda in there. Save some cool. for me. Not, matter of fact, don't, because it'll go flat by the time we get there. So we'll just buy more when I get there, and so we can cook in, and yes. we can watch those uh, shows that you were telling me about, and then yeah. play some video games. Yes. Yes. I will teach you the art of video games. And I actually learned from the two masters. Oh, yeah? My dad and my brother. He has been <laughs> several video games several times. Yeah. Isn't it great to be nine? Yes. Oh. Yes, and I and I know this much. What? It's because I learned from the master. I told you he's my little he's my pal. Ah, the master and sensei. Is, Grasshopper. You've done night, well. This is every night for us. This is every night for us. You've done well, Uncle Mike. You've done well. I want to thank you guys for doing the hour. And it was rapid fire, and I thank you guys. And basically, we will do this again. Night, night, guys. Good night. Good night, Cindy. Good night. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne. On the wake up. Just get your body to move. Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah. Just get your body to move. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Then on the wake up play. Won't stop till they hear what we say, yeah. Then on the wake up play. Why do I need to? Just get your body to move Won't stop till we shake the room, yeah